Hi guys, welcome to Wake Up with Wesley. I'm your host, Wesley, and today we get Jessica Coratan, my love, Jess. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing over there in Hawaii? Doing pretty amazing. I'm feeling like the combination of nerves and excitement and like possibility and it's manifesting as like a pretty um, quickly beating heart right now. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, oh, there you are. There you are, heart of mine. Just telling me she's there going hard. We're alive. <laughs> We're Doing alive. something kind of scary. Yes. Kind of scary. Yes, we are. Yeah. But it Jess, can I tell? can I tell them all that this is the second time we did this because we are the most terrible, like we're so good. We're so good in our heart space, our soul space, Mm -hmm. but like the human, the real human part of life for you and me, we are the same. It's hard. Yes. Amen, sister. Technology doesn't work with my body and I know it doesn't work (laughs) with your body. And we did this podcast before and we didn't hit the red record button. We did the whole thing. We did the whole thing. We did the whole thing and it felt like so good. And then literally in the last like 39 seconds that I was like, oh, I think we're wrapping this up. I looked down and I was like, Wes, wait, stop. She's like, what? Your voice? Oh. oh my gosh. I knew by the tone of your voice, it was it was like we were in flow and all of a sudden it was, uh, Wes, it was terror. It was terror. <laughs> it was, it and was, I just knew. I knew. <laughs> yes. So this is our second time around. But what I do know and what I do want to trust and believe in is that there was a purpose in that and that whatever comes to the surface today is um, for the highest and the best and the good. So round two. Round two, everybody, we give you round two. I like round two. <laughs> I have another question before we actually get into into today's topic yeah. about you. Yes. Shoot. I want to know how you feel about being a reoccurring voice here. Because th- at this point, the listeners, they heard your, your cancer story. They know yes. they have that foundational layer to who you are. But when we did that, ne- neither one of us understood at that point in time, like you were actually being a part of this gig. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel um, really honored, um, like deeply. And I actually Mm -hmm. didn't plan on saying honored. I think what originally the convenience word that came to the tip of my tongue was, oh yeah, I'm excited, Wes. Like I'm down, I'm about it. But when I took like just that moment and thought, oh, is that actually, is it excited? And I think what reigns true is that I'm honored because... um, this, these conversations that we have and the opportunity we have to share and for me to share like my, my sharp earned wisdom um, and like the things that aren't wise about me, the things that are messy and Ooh, yeah. um, like challenging and um, create friction, like sharing those, like I believe that there is connection in that. And I felt that a lot when I was writing and recording my journey Um Um, on Instagram through cancer, there was this truth that kept like kind of seeping out of me that I was like, oh my gosh, this is like pretty raw. This is pretty real. But what I learned is that when we share those things, which is what we're doing here on this podcast, right? Like that it creates a chain reaction that is magic because people feel seen, right? All of us feel seen. We, and and we, we say the things that are hard to say. And when we say those things, like there is like a dotted line that connects me to you, right? And so I'm honored to do that work, to do this work with everyone here that's listening and especially with Wesley because um, 
she's pretty much like the most favorite person I know in the entire world. So we're let's go. <laughs> we're each other's favorites. That's fine. That's fine. We could admit that to the world. We know it, we know it privately. Uh, tr- truth well, number I, one. <laughs> truth number one. I feel the exact same about you. You just mm-hmm. have to know that there was never a day when I started the show two years ago, I really thought I was going to do it with you. I've said that before. Like I, I didn't tell you, but you were always in my mind. Like I knew you'd come to that realization on your own time. Cancer just suddenly happened and it kind of threw a wrench into everything. But also that's a piece of, of this magic too. us connecting the way we do through that experience. I think allowed me to do this with you in a way that's authentic where there are I don't want to say no boundaries because there's boundaries, but we're just ready. We're yes. ready to go here. We're ready to talk the way that you and I talk privately, mm-hmm. publicly, mm-hmm. which is like a leap of faith and a little <laughs> crazy. And are people yes. ready for this? Yes. I yes. don't know. Yeah. Well, we okay. shall see. You guys, let us know. Like, We want to know. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. So let's just get into what we're talking about this week. And this was actually Jessica's idea. So we are talking about what is the most true thing or things to us today. Mm-hmm. And Jess, this was your idea. So tell tell us why this feels important to you to talk about right now. Yeah. Um, so what is true for me right now? What is true for me in this moment and today? Why that that ring tr- why that rang true in the first place for me is because when we started having this conversation, what do we want to talk about? I was in a place where I was having a hard time deciphering what was truth for me. And when I don't know what's truth for me, it's like chaos, right? And we've all felt that. And it's that general feeling of like, I don't know what to do, right? I'm in some sort of way and I don't know what to do. And so the next thing that that took me to is, well, what do I know? Like, what do I know to be true right now? And so the reason why I thought this would be important to talk about is because these, if you can gather the few truths that you know right now, then come what may, that is what you hold on to, right? When you are in the darkness, when you are in the storm, you have these truths that become the eye of the storm. And so why we said, okay, why is it just today? Because sometimes when we take this question and we expand it out, we feel like we have to know everything that was true for us yesterday and the years past and everything's going to be true for us later. And it's not saying that we don't want to get into that, but today and right now we're going to make it simple and we're going to draw upon these things that no matter what happens, this is what is immovable in me. And if I know Mm. these few things that are immovable in me, then I can get through right now, right? I can get through right now. And so that's what we're talking about today. Um, I'd like to hope that like some of these things are written in stone that we say, and some of them are written in sand and the wind blows and it changes. And so just honoring the idea that there's certain truths for us that come to the surface that are for us to like really hold on in certain moments in our life. And then those maybe kind of, they don't fall away. They kind of just create the path that we walk. And so Wes and I wanted to start with truth because this is the pursuit that we have both been so actively in. And I think we all are in this stage. And so- that's what we're going for today. Just what's true for us right now. Did that? Did I do that? Does that sound right? Yes, it sounds. Okay, you know what it made me think of? Hmm. I feel like Glennon Doyle says this, but she says Jesus wrote stuff in the sand. There is some hmm. wisdom in that because yes. I think our truths are a little shifty and that's okay. Like what was true to me two years ago is not true to me today. That's fine. And then mm-hmm. some are, some remained, mm-hmm. but they morph, they shift, they grow mm-hmm. with our bodies. I think truth mm-hmm is like a living organism. I think you have to feed it. I think you have to let go part of parts of it at times. But I love this topic. I yeah. freaking love it. 
Good. So I have five and you have five, right? We came here uh, with notes. I don't know if I have five, but let's let's go for it. You, you go. <laughs> yes. I'm like, wait, wait. I didn't know I was supposed to have five. No, but um, you go first. And then we're going to just kind of okay. ping, ping pong back and forth and ask um, questions on how like how these truths manifest in the body, how they're true right now. So yeah, please go. What, what's That's so funny one, you Wesley? just said that. It's so funny because my my very first one is that what's true to me today, like the, it, this is so true in me today. This is alive in me. I feel like this in my veins right now, but it's that my desires, my, my wants, that's my true North. It's my compass moving forward in life. Like what I deeply, intimately, and privately desire, Jess, you know, the, the desires that you don't even really speak out loud. Like those silly little whims, wishes, those things that we all feel. We go to bed at night and they pop up. But I believe this is true for me. I think that those things are the roadmap to all of our life purposes. It's always in and through the body, the desires in my body, like my emotions, my feelings, they all, f- I I literally think of it like a check engine light. Mm. Um. I love like that. I, I'm paying attention to to the way I feel, and I really honor the feelings as, "Hey Wes, this is where you're off. This is where you're right. Move towards what feels better." Do you do the same thing? Yeah. Do you gaslight yourself about your desires? Because sometimes I I have in my past I have. I mean, yeah. I think even the word for some reason, and we you and I actually haven't even talked about this for some reason makes me feel like I'm being selfish. Why is that? Do you ever feel that way? Know. Like, like, oh yeah, a lifetime word, of that. Right. That, that the word desire, like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have that. Right. So I mm-hmm. think when we start like deactivating this idea that desire is just like, um, um, that it's as surface level as like that, maybe what the connotation of that word implies that it's, it's so much deeper than that. And that from those paces of desires, that is the way like, our highest self speaks to us. Like you are wanting more of this in your life. And it kind of becomes like this little, this light. And you're like, oh, okay. So this is the roadmap. Yeah. I love that. I think that that has to be what it is because if our roadmap is everything we think we should do, what does that actually feel like? I don't know. Not right? Because if Not it's something good. we desire, that feels like an activation of like, like light and positivity and energy and life force. But if Though if we feel like it's like, oh, but I should be doing this, that starts feeling like a have to or like almost like a prison. I don't know. Well, you know what too? Yes, this is what I think it is. This is what I think, especially for women. I think admitting to ourselves that we desire more out of life or our relationships or our passions, whatever it is, if we admit that to ourselves and to our loved ones, it automatically means that we're not grateful for what we have. Mm. And I I think I subscribe to that. I think that I, if I admitted to myself and to others, I actually, I'm, I'm happy, but I want more. Mm. It would disregard what I already had and like it wasn't enough. And mm. I don't believe it's like that anymore. Like I think I can be grateful for what I have and absolutely know that there's more for me to attain, more for me to experience, more love for me to feel, more mm. connection for me to have. And they can be they can work together. I don't yeah. think having desires makes you ungrateful for what you already have. 
I don't know. Yeah, is no. That, is that? I, absolutely. I mean, it has to be progression. So why does this feel like a truth for you? Like what? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, because I, because what I just said, mm-hmm. I had to have a, like a sit down chat with my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Because Jess knows, we've been talking about this privately for like two years now. All of a sudden, we have more abundance than I've ever had in my life, Mm. ever, ever, Mm. than I ever thought was attainable. And I'm feeling a little dead inside. Mm. And that has really royally messed with me Mm. because... I'm a grateful person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm a person who sees the beauty and the good in all. So mm-hmm. suddenly we have a life where there's a lot of beauty and a lot of all. Right. A, a lot. Interesting. Right. But here's the truth, Jess. I, I, do, I am grateful for it. I value it. I honor it. We've worked hard for our life, and it's not all I want. Mm. And that's okay. I want more. What I want more of is more connection, Mm. more intimacy, more emotional intimacy, more. um, It's like that. It's like that real, honest life, messy life, not like the picture perfect Instagrammable connection. (laughs) I want more. And that's okay. It's okay to want more. Yes. And I mean, it's a long, beautiful life to live. Like if we were just satisfied with right now and we still have like so much good living to do, then like that almost feels like a standstill. So I love that like mm-hmm. letting letting the desire lead the path of what's next for you. And that's just pushing out the edges of what is, is right now and saying, oh, I believe there's more out there for me. There's more to learn. Mm-hmm. There's more to gain. So that's a comforting truth. Yep. I like that. I like I that. love my truth. What's your first one? Um, so my first one was um, stillness with intention is medicine. And mm. this was the first one that I, like when we talked about that, I just wrote down. And the reason that I wrote it down, it was because when I come into a place when I don't know what to do, um, it's usually because I'm in some form of chaos, right, in the mind, because there's a lot of options, right? There's a lot of ways to look at it, or maybe there's there's zero, and I don't even know how to look at it. And what I have found is nourishing for me is to get my body still, right? Because there's mm-hmm. so much going on all the time, right? All the messaging, every time I'm taking a step, I'm grabbing something, I'm taking care of the kids, like all of these things keeps this messaging flowing down the spine from the brainstem a hundred miles an hour, right? So if I can't get still, if I can't sit with stillness and quiet with intention, then I cannot hear what is next for me anyway. And so when we come to stillness, and that's not because we're exhausted, we're just going to lay down on the couch. That's beautiful. We should do that. But I'm talking about sitting still with intention, with the idea that like, all I have to do right now is just pay attention to my breath. Right. And when I start mm-hmm. doing that in my stillness, I start seeing that my breaths are actually quite shallow, that I have not even taken a full breath all day long. Right. So I start kind of finding breath in that stillness. And then in that breath, in that stillness, that is where I find the medicine. And when I say mm-hmm. medicine, that is where there is clarity that rises. Or maybe it's yeah. not clarity. Maybe it's just the acceptance of whatever I'm feeling in that moment. And if I can just give myself a minute to feel that then there's this resistance that just gets let go of, right? It's like all Uh of a sudden that resistance falls down and I become in a space to be open to whatever is. And so 
this truth matters to me because if I can't figure out how to just stop all the doing, like in the midst of some sort of chaos, right? When I don't know what truth is, then I know that, oh, that's what I do next. And that doing is mostly being, you know, it's mostly Uh, just existing. Yeah. Yes. This is funny because this is literally my number two. This is my number two. It's going to go. We're saying the same shit, Jess. We're saying the same stuff. Okay. So my number two is your number one. And it's Hmm. self-importance is actually the goal. Like honoring thyself Hmm. is holy. It's holy. Getting to know yourself continuously Hmm. is holy work. And what does that take? It takes getting still, sitting with yourself dipping into the discomfort even when mm. there's chaos and and all it does is illuminate that there is chaos you're mm. like well this sucks right <laughs> well, this yeah. is terrible like yeah <laughs> i already know but it's just like shining a spotlight on what already is but it's that like drinking it in and just sitting with it yeah. it feels good it feels terrible and then it starts to feel good in yeah. some sick weird <laughs> way i don't understand the alchemy of it yeah. but it just works it yeah. just works yeah, I love that. Okay, I have I have yeah. more to say about this. You yeah. want to hear? Oh, I want to all of it. So, the word self-importance. It it feels like I don't know why I'm a 35-year-old woman and mm. and I'm just dancing around this idea of self-importance because I hear we hear about self-acceptance. Mm. We hear about um taking care of yourself, your physical body, but I think doing what you just said, when you can get still in the body, that is an act of knowing your own importance and acting upon it, Mm. like actionable steps. Like I am important. I value my time. I value my energy. I value my space. I honor who I am. And I'm going to create time and space to get to know myself deeper forever. Mm. This Mm. never ends. So you do it by getting still. Mm -hmm. Like, do do you actually just sit there and meditate and try to empty the mind? So for me, I the best, most effective way is for me to get outside and like sit on the earth if that's possible, right? Um, And I do. I just sit there. I actually don't even go with an intention of using the word meditation because then I start getting a little bit more into like my brain space. Like it's something more to do to check off. It's another freaking task. Meditate. Check. Yeah. Yes. And so it can't be that, right? It and it, it it's it's getting still however that looks. Like it may be me just laying on my back on the ground. Sometimes it's laying on my stomach like because some that just seems like sometimes more protective, right? Of the of the solar plexus, of the heart space, of the throat chakra, all that. But it's I don't have an intention to really do anything just to pay attention to my own breath. And I mm. think we'll be so surprised how much that deactivates like whatever's happening in the body. Like that's it. And sometimes we think it should be this grand thing, um, mm-hmm. but it can be this simple. It really can. Like my, my favorite spot in our old place where I used to live used to be in my closet, like with the door closed behind like the long hanging things, like that it was just like literally the perfect hide and go seek hiding spot. <laughs> but it was just like, okay, this is where it's the darkest and the quietest. And yes, so stillness in the body, quiet, not meditating, maybe just like breathing. Being. Breathing. Yeah. Being. Yes, being with being. yourself. Being with yourself. Yes. Truth number one. Um, okay, is it me? Yeah, now yeah, it's you. Yeah. So um, 
this next one was actually, I, I don't know if it was in a poem I read or something that I heard, but it was prayer is the wide open eye in the dark. And oh, you've said that, this to me, Des. Yes. And yeah. so what, what, what does that mean? A few things, right? So prayer for me has to be a truth because it's the conversation I, I have with myself and the conversation I have with my maker. Right. And mm -hmm. in, in like the discipline that I was taught to pray in, it always began with this idea of being in gratitude. And sometimes this word is hard for me only because we use it so frequently that I think often when we hear it, our mind just shuts off. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what that is. Right. But yeah. to move it out of kind of this concept of gratitude that we know into this space of what already exists right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and being able to speak what is in the right now, what is actually with us. And if we can start using prayer, using our words, using um, our mouths to speak what is already there, right? And that may be like, hey, I am existing right now and I am standing on something that is holding me no matter where I am, Right. I am standing on something that is holding me. And that prayer, the wide open eye in the dark is this idea is that, you know, when things are hard or dark or, and I don't know truth, what I literally want to do is close my eyes shut, like close them so tight. Like you're a little kid, you know, we all kind of do that. And that to me, I've learned it doesn't allow me to have night vision. And when I say night, night vision, I mean this kind of yes. metaphorically, right? So if that one eye is open in prayer and knowing what is, what is existing in that moment, then I start seeing what exists at night, seeing what exists in the darkness. And you know what? It's not always as bad as we think, right? Yeah. Like yeah. what actually becomes known to us are the things that we wouldn't see with that physical eye open. And so the eye open in that prayer is the open eye in the dark is this concept, hey, I'm going to say what is and what exists right now. And what those things are is actually being in that vibration of gratitude. And then after I have kind of come to that space of I'm breathing, I'm here, my body is whole, is healthy. Like there is this energy around me that is continuing to exist, to serve me, to bless me. And then I can move into some idea of what is possible next. And so uh, my truth for me right now is use that idea of prayer. Use the things that exist for you right now and see those as support, right? See what is actually supporting you. Um, yeah. Pardon the interruption. Today's episode is brought to you by Open. So you all already know by now how much I love the Open app. I'm in a love affair with the Open app. Not only is it, it's beautiful, it's like aesthetically stunning, but Open is also the only app that offers breathwork, meditation, and movement classes all in one spot. I have truly, I've never had a digital experience that has felt the same as when I take an in-person class, but with open, it feels so interpersonal. It's like I'm sitting face to face with an instructor or a teacher and the teachers, you guys, the teachers are so supportive. Um, they use nurturing language in their classes. They have the best voices. That really matters to me with the best souls. They, they lead you through any practice you're choosing from. They're the real deal. They really get it. So since I've been using the app, I've noticed myself feeling more 
It's like a dual thing. It's like relaxed and energetic. I think what I'm feeling is proud of myself because I'm like doing these things I talk about in, an, in a way it like counts that I'm doing it. I see that I did it the day before. There's streaks. I'm just like, I don't know. I feel proud of myself. There's proof to what I'm doing when using the open app. So this app, it's been such a helpful tool for me. I really love it. I know you're going to love it too. So I worked out a deal with Open to get you all 30 days free to try out and to see if you like it as much as I do, which you will. So there's a link in my show notes. It's withopen.com slash Wesley, and I'll be sharing it on social too. So again, you can go to withopen.com slash Wesley and use code Wesley, and you will get 30 days free of unlimited live and on-demand breathwork classes, meditation classes, yoga classes, Pilates, and more. Thank you so much to open. Now let's get back to the show. I love you are such, do you know that in my life, you <laughs> taught me to be a different type of praying, like we're praying oh, women. We're praying let's just women. Get that out. <laughs> we are the prayer type of women. I'll sometimes text Jess and be like, uh, say a prayer, like yeah. no oh, other sure. explanation needed. Yeah. And we're just like, Thumbs up emoji, got you. Like, yeah. I don't even know what I'm praying about. Yep. I'm on my knees. Yes. I go in my closet too, Jess. It's always the freaking closets and bathrooms. <laughs> That's where I find God. I know. Toilets and behind closets. But yeah, praying women, pray yeah. up. And you know what's funny too about prayer mm. is that we were so formal. I mean, I love having a formal prayer. There's something mm-hmm. powerful about like mm-hmm. creating that intentionality around prayer. And also like when I say, oh my God, that is a prayer. Yes. Like not, you know, when you not can indeed. say that and you just, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. When you're like, oh my God, that's a prayer. Acknowledgement yep. of God, acknowledgement of something bigger. When, when you can feel the divinity of things and you don't know what to say and you just say, oh my God. Yeah. That's a prayer. Pra- ah, yeah. yeah. I didn't write prayer. How did I yeah. not write prayer? Yeah. I love prayer. Yeah. But it is, people yeah. hear that word, Jess, and they don't really um, vibe with it, I'm yeah. finding. And, and it's because it's so loaded. Mm-hmm. I think I've said this in, in, in a previous episode, but mm-hmm. really, if you can just deconstruct that word, it's intention. Mm-hmm. It's intention. Mm-hmm. It's communication. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like a beautiful, beautiful practice. I don't know. It's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. I And I also think that this was just coming to my mind because, I, you know, sometimes we have this prayer in our heart or we, we can't pray out loud, right? Or we're not in a place where... Um, we can drop to our knees, let's say. But I will say that um, the times that um, when we are in really those depths, if you can speak those words, right? Not just think them, but actually speak the vibration, them into like say them. them out loud. You mean? Yes, say them out loud. Like put your hand right over uh, over your throat. Feel the vibration of the words, and remember that this sound, this like claiming of the words out into the universe, like that is another way to like solidify that prayer in embodiment right? Into the ethers, into the soul space, because it's another way for us to pay attention, right? Sometimes we just need multiple ways to be kind of logged on into like our awareness. And so um, when I can, you know, when it makes sense, like speak the words, speak them, give, give the words um, a vibration, give them a body, you know, so that we can we can really extend them out. So yes. Yes. I write my prayers. Isn't that funny? I love that. Every I day. love that. I literally have love letters to God. He's mm. like my homie. 
Yes. And that's beautiful. Okay, you want to hear yeah. the craziest thing though? This is where it gets weird. Hello. Like this is how <laughs> this is what I would say to you privately, but now I'm just like we do us now publicly. <laughs> I'll write a prayer to God and I will I got this from Elizabeth Gilbert. She she said that she did this and when I heard it, I've been writing my prayers down for 5 years. <sighs> but I have never written myself back. Oh. An answer to my prayers from God. Let me tell you how crazy things get when you start adding that in. <laughs> Wow. When you when you write back in the in the I mean the stuff God calls me is like I'm like his favorite, Jess. Like <laughs> ju- like when he when God yes. it whatever like he talks to me like, "Oh, my love, my child, you my favorite favorite girl." Mm-hmm. Like that is the stuff that I am writing oh, down. So good. I drink it in. I love it so much. And it hits on that self-importance note. Like, Mm. why wouldn't I believe that I am important enough to have this type of relationship? I am important enough. That's true to me right now. I actually, I'm stepping into my self-importance that if I'm speaking to God, why wouldn't I hear back from Mm. him? And why wouldn't it be just juicy, like love and comfort? Because it always is. Every single time, it always is. And I'm just free flow, not thinking. Yes. And it's so lovely. I think um, we talked about this last time and I want to, you know, bring this back to attention, but we were having this conversation and um, you had written your prayer down and then you Mm -hmm. went to write in the next page, if it's it's okay that I share this. And Wes said to me, she called me and she said, there's nothing back, Jess. Like I couldn't write one word. Like here I am my pen literally pouring my heart out, writing my prayer down. I move to the other side of my notebook and I sit there and I wait for God to speak to me. And there was nothing. And you felt like neglected. You felt oh. left, right? And and what I did we like say? I felt like God closed the door. Yeah. God closed the door on me. And I was like, what did I do wrong? Then I'm like self-inspecting like, oh yes. shit. <laughs> so then you're in your brain, right? You're in, you're in the mind space. You're in the, uh, the uh-huh. scarcity. You're in the lack. There's no communication here. That's not happening. And you called me and what did I tell you to do? Go to the mother. Yeah. Go, Go. lay on the grass. Yeah. I can't even tell you, you guys, it, this was, there are a few times in our lives where (laughs) Jess and I call each other, it's an SOS. Yeah. And for whatever reason, when it's really necessary, because we have really busy lives, you got three kids, you're homeschooling. I got three kids. We miss each other often. That is often we miss each other in communication on those SOS, those soul, save my soul calls. Like I need to be in communion with you. We pick up ring one. I'm in tears like guttural like (gasps) you know those you just know you run away you say i'm here and Mm -hmm. i said i'm doing everything i know to do i'm doing all the practices i i said what she said like i'm writing to god literally my pen dries out and then i couldn't find a pen i was frantic i'm like Mm -hmm. something's not right she Mm -hmm. said go to the mother go to outside go lay in the grass we have a lake by our house Mm -hmm. i go to the lake i it's so funny that you said lay belly down because Mm. I intuitively just did that. I didn't, Mm. we've never talked about that Mm. face down in the grass, like allergies galore, (laughs) inhaling leaves and dirt and crap and just let the mother hold me. I Mm. imagined actual arms as Mm. I was like a little bird in a little nest in a grassy little thing. And I felt rocked by my mother. Yeah. And I didn't get answers, Jess. Yeah. I didn't get answers, but at least I felt held. Yes. And that's enough, you know? It's and it, enough. it is enough. And it, and it's 
it's not even the least, it's the most, right? At the end of the day, like Mm -hmm. what we need to remember as we kind of develop these strategies for connecting to God, to source, to universe, to our heavenly father, our heavenly mother, um, to the, the creator, right? All of these kind of token words, you start finding different pathways. And let's remember folks, like it doesn't always work one way. That's the frustrating thing about this life is like you have- I had to change my way. You had to change your ways. And that- I had to do it your way. <laughs> and, and you know what my favorite thing was, is it like we have these SOS calls and then literally you would think that like we would talk to each other later, later in the day. And no. it like sometimes no. we don't even talk for like a week or like, <laughs> like, yeah, so that all went down. Like, are you still alive? Like we just know that to trust. And I, I remember talking to- calling you and be like, how'd it go? And you were like, yeah, you know, I just basically did it till I got bored. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm done here. And it's like literally the, my favorite thing about Wesley, because she can be like spiritual AF, right? Like throwing down, like, like the words, right? The word of God, like asking, like being like in, in all of those, like beautiful spaces that you, you reach Mm -hmm. and you connect. And then you're like, yeah. And then I just did it till I was bored. So guys, like it can be that simple. Like you don't have it to is. know exactly how to do it, but if you put your body in stillness, if you lay down, belly down to the ground on the earth and just let yourself sit, and then you allow yourself to notice what happens after, that's all that you have to ask of yourself. You know, and so this is just the reminder is that, you know, these typical ways of praying where Wes was used to getting the the receiving prayer or the receiving words back from God and that didn't happen, then what is next? you go lay, see yeah. what happens there. So we kind of have to be acrobatic in these ways as we're humaning through these situations is that we, we find different ways. And that again, draws us back to what is true for us right now. So right now, maybe for Wesley, it's laying on the ground. Maybe for me, it's the written prayer. Maybe for me, it's like writing down my desires. And then later, something that is more relevant will come to the surface. And then that becomes the truth that we are holding in the palm of our hand. And that can change. So true. So, so um, I love prayer, man. Yeah. That was a good one, Jess. Okay, you're good. up. You're up. Oh, goodness. Where am I? Okay. Oh, number three for me. Mm. Um, okay. Th- this is this is alive in me today. I mean, this month. Mm. Actually, the last two years. This is alive in me. Boundaries. Um, but I'm, I want to, I want to like even shift that word because it's, a, it's a little clickbaity. We all like boundaries are a big deal. Yes, yes, yes. But like, here's what I mean by this is not allowing, I am, I am no longer giving access to me, my home, um, my energy to everyone that I used to. And I absolutely understand that this is the most loving thing I can do for myself. Not allowing everyone to have access to me is like my highest form of self-love mm. and self-care and it feels weird because I think I previously felt like I was the person to bring absolutely everyone to the table. You're mm. all in. You're in my home, go in my bed, we're going to snuggle, we're going to do this like if I love you. This is my love language, oh, availability. I love you. To I be give it fully all available. Mm. I give you everything. I give you my mind, my heart, my body, my soul, my food, my kitchen, no barriers, no divisions. Like I have a large vetting system to let people cross into the the love bubble that I am. Mm. And then when they're there, it's all access all the time. Here's what I figured out, Jess. This is good. This is is I'm on the edge. I want to hear it. I, I have, this is very new too, but I've actually discovered that this makes me avoidant. Mm. 
subconsciously. Like all of my availability, my openness, subconsciously it, it makes me avoidant. I, I was feeling into the fact that if I, I believe that I love people and that they, if that love means that they have full access to me and my energy or my space 24-7 to prove that that love is real in me, what I've noticed is that I start to avoid them. Because yeah. I cannot be everything to everyone. Right. And that's not healthy. Like, yeah. I, it's not healthy. So I I now, I like, I really have to have boundaries about when I let people into my home. What rooms am I letting people go to in my mm. home? Like, I actually just, people don't get to come into my into my podcast space. They don't get to go into my bedroom anymore. Yeah. Um. Uh, how long are you, I love the shit out of you, but like, I want you to come over to my house and I actually want you to leave in three hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like I, having boundaries around yeah. around my time. And yeah. and it has nothing to do with like, did they bother me? Mm-hmm. I feel totally comfortable with them. It's nothing like that. But it's honoring my energy type. Yes. It's honoring my my myself. Even if I'm around people I adore, like I, I don't want to become avoidant of the people I love. And to alleviate that, I'm going to have boundaries with my absolute, like m- my soul family, yeah. which felt like I shouldn't do that. And I'm learning. It's actually mo- the most loving, honorable thing I could do for, for myself and my beloveds, both. Yeah, I I think that that's one I have a really hard time with. And it's interesting that it, the the equation is love equals giving it everything and all right yeah. I, that that is a narrative that is a story that that i have i don't and i think a lot of us have and so when we don't and we can't give it all then what happens is is that you're realizing that you can't show up for the people you love the most because you have this idea that you have to give it all and mm-hmm. something that um that it reminds me of is that my my beautiful friend zelda told me you know don't give it all give your best And that super resonated with me. And, you know, I spoke about Zelda in the last, um, in the last podcast and I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from her and you guys will get to meet her. But those words are so important because you know what, like we don't need to, we don't need to give it all. We just need to give the best that we have. And let's reiterate that the best shifts depending on how much you've slept, Mm -hmm. how much, um, food you've eaten, how much your energy is pulled in different places. And so there is a tricky game in figuring out what that is, but giving our all it's, it's destructive for the self, you know? And so when we can move in this space with those types of boundaries, that actually feels like super nourishing Wes, for you to say to me, like, Hey, I'm, um, I'm not going to give it all to, to anyone because I love myself too much to be completely depleted. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but well, I'm you know what it does for us? Yeah, what? it makes our relationship just like. Here's the truth: is that we we are this. We're actually this honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, this type of honesty, this type of transparency, this type of communication that w- we have cultivated over ten years that we've known each other, and it's taken us a minute to really get here. Yeah, I yeah. want people to know that for sure. We weren't. This is it didn't start this way. Mm-mm. It didn't start this way. We have cultivated this depth, and it's because I trust Jess that you're going to honor you before you honor me. So if I come to you with information and you're not ready to receive it, if you're having a day where say one of your kids are off, I, I, I respect if you say, Hey Wes, I love you so much. 
I want to be here. I want to I want to hear this in you. I want to support you through this. And I cannot do that today. And do you know what that allows me to do, Jess? It allows me the next day that I can, I I, I trust you. Mm -hmm. So then I can be more honest because Mm -hmm. I know you're going to shoot it straight with me. Mm -hmm. Like I'll never be a burden to you because we don't let each other do that. We don't lie. That is so good and powerful. And I don't think I even knew this way of being or understanding in relationship or even have known this honesty for very long at all. Um, Mm -hmm. It, I it, think cancer it, kind of blew the lid off this. Yeah, to be yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And you know, when you and I were talking, I think that was, I think it was yesterday, and we were kind of riffing on this idea of boundaries and this idea of, you know, giving and receiving and how we worked in our relationship. And um, one thing that we had an understanding that we never spoke about until yesterday was, was that when I was sick. Um, yeah, Wesley had, um, I don't even know how did we articulate this? Like I knew that I couldn't hold for her the things that I had been able to witness, hold, transmute all of those things before, like who I was as a being and as a friend and as a mother and as a wife, right? who that girl could not be that way for the people in my life anymore. And so the people that felt the, the, the pulling away of that the most, unfortunately were the people that I love the dearest, my Gabe, you know, Melina, um, Mateo and Lion, my children, my closest friends, Wesley, my, those people had to live without that person that I had been for all of these years. And that was probably the most gut-wrenching thing to me because I no longer could be of service in all the ways I knew how to be of service. And And that is your love language. And that is my love language. And so what Wesley and I were speaking on was that she knew without us even speaking that that, that the the direction of energy was going to flow one way for a while. Yeah, And it was going to go from West to me. And then I would take in that and I would hold it. And then she would give again and she would give again and she would give again. And I had to receive that. And that was super hard for me. And what Wes also had to do was she was on her own in a way that she hadn't been in our friendship or in life since we had come to this beautiful exchange of life force, right? Mm -hmm. And what I said to her yesterday was, hey, like... I'm good now. Like, please, yeah. like, allow me to hold space for you. Like, let me be. Like, you're that. really ready. You're yes. really, you're really ready for that. Yeah. And I've been careful. I've been yeah. careful with you. And and all that is doing is adding a layer of not a barrier. There are no barriers, mm-hmm. but a, a little, a little see-through fence, a chain link fence. Mm-hmm. A chain link <laughs> that fence. That is yeah. not necessary. It's yeah. not necessary anymore. You and, know. And I think, like for Wesley, who's such a giver, who like got to be in that position of like really being in, of service for me. And there was many of you that that were that for me. And so for me to become in this place and of embodiment to be able to give and receive, you know, you guys are going to do these in your relationships. It's okay if there's times where you are just in receiving. And I also want you to know that I know that's probably the hardest thing, especially for women that you will ever do. And we've all had moments where we've been that, where we've been sick, where we've maybe had a baby, where we've been ill, where we've been, you know, in a mental state of deep depression or anxiety or whatever. So know and believe that there will be times when you receive and that is all that you will be allowed to do. 
You will not be able to give. Yes. Not a damn thing. Yes. But then there will be times where that will switch and that energetic exchange of life force will go one direction. And then there's times when we are both healthy and in our embodiment and it right as it is now, it flows back and forth. And so I know we're getting off on and a tangent And then you know here, what that but is? What? But that's creation energy. That's what this is, is yeah. we're, both, we're both healthy mm. and well. And so now all this energy, it's in flux and flow and that's creation and that's yeah. fun. Yes. It's fun. Yes. I love doing this with you, yeah. Jess. Just on a t- side note, this is fun. <laughs> side note, we're having fun. We're doing it. This feels good. That's right. This is our idea of the a The biggest real good nerds time. ever, you guys. The biggest nerds. The amount of detail that we talk about. You know, it's you're you're getting a front row seat. So thank you for bearing um, with us and joining us. I okay, I think okay, it's, it's your, turn. your turn. It's your turn. Oh, it's no, my turn it's again. Oh, Wes has five. Okay, I'm coming. I'm rounding. I'm rounding the corner of bases here. I'm on my third. It might be close okay. to my last. And this is, you guys, it is all impermanent, right? And what I mean by that is that every moment is shifting and changing and it doesn't stay the same. And this is a catch 22 because we all know that there's those moments that we want to stay the same, right? When we're in that beauty point and like we've cracked open mm-hmm. to the beauty point and it's like, this moment is so true and so beautiful and so perfect. And I never want it to end. And guess what? It ends. And then there's the flip side of that when things are so sharp and hard and hot and we don't think that we can carry on. Guess what? That too is impermanent and will shift. So why is this a truth for me? Why do I have to remind myself of this? It's because if I didn't think it would ever end, then like I couldn't make it through the hard things, right? And if I thought that these good things would stay the same forever, then I could never pay attention to anything else that isn't that pretty. Like the regular mundane, the things that I still have to do. It can't be beautiful all the time. I still have a counter to wipe off, right? Like a carpool to run or whatever. And so this idea of impermanence, it grounds us in the knowing that it's shifting and that it's changing, right? And so when we are in those spaces that are hard, We go to the stillness. We go to the medicine that's already in us. We breathe and we sit and we say, okay, body, mind, heart space. It really sucks right now. This is some real pain, but I'm just going to sit right there with it for just a moment and a little bit at a time, it will shift. And listen, I know, I know that there's times when you feel like it's not changing and this is what you need to do. You need to pay attention a little bit more. Okay. When you are, if you're listening to this and you're like, nope, been here for three months, not changing, not shifting. That is when you zoom in, you zoom in and you notice, oh my gosh, it was hot. I was sitting in the sun and then all of a sudden a cloud came over and there was a moment of coolness. That is change. That is impermanence, right? And so we start zooming in so that we can see the tiny articulation of how nature changes, how the body shifts, how the breath gets released all the way out and it's empty. There's no life force in the body. In the very next moment, there's a big inhale and there's abundance. And so that is what I have to live by so that I can live my life because sometimes it's too hard. I want to close both of my eyes and sometimes it's both so beautiful. I don't want to miss it. And so just allowing yourself to be in that knowing that it's moving, it's shifting, our borders are softening, right? The sand is, it's written in the sand, the wind's going to blow, it's going to shift. And if I know that, like I can keep going. 
Like I can always yeah. keep going. So this is what impermanence, you know, looks like and feels like to me. And it's a truth because without it, like I might just like, I might just die. It would be too hard and probably too it's beautiful. Too yeah. And too beautiful. So just my, this is hilarious. My last one is the only constant is change. So same thing, different words, <sighs> yes, but uh, you know what I do? Do you know what I do? Ooh. Am I crazy? Am I a crazy lady? Nope, I think that I can bypass my suffering. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what I do Jess. So we have girls the exact same age. They're mm-hmm. teenagers. It, it's the, like the joy of my life, watching them age and actually become women. Mm. And I am just grasping at air, white knuckling the fear. It will catch me in the strangest moments when I'm washing Mm -hmm. the dishes or when I'm laying down to go to sleep or, or just like they'll, Zuri will come into my room and be like, where's my brush? And I will, I will have this like guttural rage be like, let me brush your hair. Like it's psychotic. Like it's like this like ache ache it's an ache just and i am like daydreaming i'm trying to bypass my suffering Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of okay she has three more summers and Mm -hmm. probably only really two and then Mm -hmm. she'll get a car and we won't see her a lot and then Mm -hmm. if i can just rehearse the pain and the devastation before it happens like maybe i'll be better at it when when the day actually comes that she leaves and i it's stupid That's stupid. I'm just experiencing the pain right now and I will feel it for the next three years until she leaves. And then it will also, I'll feel it then too, but it's, it's impermanence. Mm -hmm. It's for me, it's the good things that I grip tightly that I don't want to go away. Those are crushing me. Yes. And I, I don't know how to be better. I'm trying, I'm efforting. It, it's it's hard for all of us, and I and I feel you, and I I I've envisioned this kind of everything you're saying. I have like felt that, and 100 with all my children, and especially with Melina as she's getting bigger. And I, the memory that comes to my mind the most when they were babies that it was like the the magic moments, right? Is me mm-hmm. in the rocker, right, nursing my babies to sleep, and I would got in this habit of measuring their foot in my hand. Oh, you've said so this. said yes. this. So I remember like I'd, I'd back up their heel of the foot to the heel of my hand. And then I would look at my hand and I would see the lines of my hand, right? And I would see, oh, the toes just go middle of the hand. Oh, okay. And I remember that in that moment that I've done that a thousand times, like I remember that foot growing. I remember it going past the palm of my hand up to the places where my fingers bend, past that, past the, you know, the fingertips and just being like, oh my gosh, this is ending in that sadness and that ache of it being over, right? And that moment I relive all the time because, you know, I don't know. I haven't measured their foot in my hand in a while, guys. They haven't, I haven't done that to Melina. I might, can everybody just go do that just for a second? Like just measure that. Cause at one point that little foot just fit in the palm of the hand, but that same beauty, like, so that same ache of it, of, of witnessing that there's also, and and it's beautiful. It's like, look at this moment. And the the flip side of that is like, it's going to go away. I'm not going to have it forever. And it's going to hurt so bad, da, 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 da. But what the next moment is, if we stay in it, right? If we stay in the medicine of stillness, if we stay in the, in the hat and the eye wide open in the dark, then we start noticing, right? That what is actually possible as that foot is growing is like unimaginable beauty. Like that Mm -hmm. conversations that you and I can have with our girls, 
right? With Zuri and with Melina, like the depth of that conversation, right? When we're in the car and there's music on and it's just her and I, and we're driving in the open road and I get to hear about what her little brain is thinking and moving through. Like that is just as beautiful as the foot in the hand. Right, it's actually more. It's yeah, actually it's even. It's like juicier. More, yeah. It's like it's so much it's better. Reciprocation, it, yeah. Uh huh. Yes. So yes. I I'm here for it. I'm here for all of those things. And if we can if we can move, and be in at the same place when we're at that place of the ache, and then we can open up, like really, like open the chest, open the heart, open the body up to the possibilities of how amazing it can be as they grow. And we can apply that to like all these other moments of stillness and of beauty that ache. And it's like, oh, like I have this, what if this is more magical and beautiful and abundant than I could ever imagine? What if that mm-hmm. is the the next thought instead of I'm losing it? That's the it. constant. Yeah. Like yep. what if it, yep. what if we're constantly changing towards more beauty, more connection, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. growth, more like that. There's like a reverence when I look at my kids, my older kids. Yeah. Like, well, they're really doing this thing. Like, they're like, they're living their own Uh, life. Like, they're really doing their own thing. And then just, but then that's self-reflected back onto me. Yeah. And I kind of, I have these really clear moments Mm. where I I look at where I've been and then where I'm going and I get that that God perspective Mm. of myself. And it's like, hey, baby girl, look at you. Look at where you're going. Like, you can almost see it in yourself. And that's beautiful too. Like I am changing. I'm changing Mm. through my children as they change. My marriage is changing. My mom and dad, like they're growing older. Oh, and it's all so achy. It's all so scary and all Mm. so exciting. And I just, I just remembered to, to let go. It's okay. Let go. This is why we raise them up. And when I'm raising my children, I'm actually raising myself up too. I'll be okay. Yes. I'll be okay. And and the beauty it's gonna hurt. Right? The beauty it's gonna hurt. And the beauty in that, like if we can look at it like I'm raising them up and I'm raising myself up and we're all being raised together and we're moving and breathing in new ways. I mean, the relationship that I have with my mom, you know, has morphed and changed and become so much more beautiful than I could ever have imagined. And I remember when I got Wait, married, I have a personal oh, question. Yeah, I ask a, me. A, I, I like, this is like actually how we talk on the phone. <laughs> I forgot we're recording. Wait, when did you start thinking of your mom as a human and not just your mom? Because it was in, in my 30s. Like, I just realized that it was in my... My 30s that I'm like, oh, what? She's not just my mom serving me as like her daughter. I feel like it happened for me younger, but I think it it was because my parents were split, right? So when you, when you come from a, you know, a split home and all of a sudden, like the companion that would have been typically like supporting my mom through you know, new job interviews, like late nights at work. Like I'm so freaking tired. I don't want to do the dishes and yada, yada, do all the things. Like my sisters and I kind of became that support system to my mom. And then that was reflected back and forth. So at a young age, I think I started to see her in that way. But, but you know what? She, she saw me at a younger age in that she had to, she had to let us grow up a little bit faster. And even though for some, you know, that would be a heartache possibly for my mom, what it was, was a gift because then she started seeing me as a grown being, you know, at, at 11, 12, 13. And I started seeing her as that, but you know, of course that's always morphing and changing and I'm seeing her more and more 
like, I, I guess what I also see, Wesley, and I'm just coming to me now, like, I still need her. Oh my gosh, I oh still gosh. need her. I remember her I literally know. saying to me when I got married, like, I guess you just may not need me anymore. And like, we literally like belly laugh over that because the amount of crazy need <laughs> I still have for my mom, I'm like, oh, it's hilarious that I, that her and I, that she ever thought that that would, that would fade away. So again, like another learning, if I can take that example and that relationship that I have with my mom and that you have with your mom, you know, I see that with you too, you know, then yeah. we are, our daughters and our sons will still have that, you know? So then it's, it's like we're being reflected back to us that it's growing and it's changing. You know, Wesley taught me motherhood is a relationship. You know, if you haven't listened to her podcast on that, like I, I've listened to it several times and it's such a beautiful way to look at that. It doesn't end at 18. It's a relationship that goes on and on. So yeah. Wesley, you taught me that. And I love that. Um, oh, thanks, Jess. I love that. I think I probably stole it from you. We have a lot of inception moments where I'm like, wait, did I say this? Did you say this? Did we come I'm like, I'm planting together? that thought in your mind and then we're going to like live it in a different universe. And this is how weird we get, folks. Yes. This is how weird it still gets. Um, gets funky. So that's all I have, yeah, Jess. That, this is have. what I have. Yeah. This feels good. You know what? This feels like. Felt, felt great. Yeah. Felt great. So, and I'm really, I really am excited for everyone to kind of get to know you and mm. your mind. I really, there's a lot of things about Jess I love, but like <laughs> the way she can translate thoughts and feelings into words is probably like your God-given gift. Ugh. I like the way you think. Oh, I think that's like probably you. the highest honor I could ever give someone. Oh, like, that oh I really to like. Me. I really like your brain. That <laughs> matters to me. I appreciate it. And for you all, I'm excited for you guys to see Wesley in in the way that I see her. And I think that that it's is yeah. the beauty of like being in connection and then sharing this connection we're making with each other with you all. Is that like, I think that I am like so deeply grateful that I like have Wesley in those moments of SOS, in those moments of tenderness, in those moments that I'm like, hey, I need you. And what she types back is, I'm going to the closet now. Like the number of times that she's said that. And so I feel like also what what rises with this opportunity that as we connect together is that you all will also see this side of her. That's part of what what we're putting into this season is like, what is truth, you know, for both of us? Yeah. And one of the truest relationships that I have is with her. And so I hope that that gets like, you know, emitted through the boundaries of, of this technology, of our voices, of how we connect is that like, these are the connections that we make with each other. And I hope that you'll start making those connections with the people that are around you. And as you move in to what's next, it's like, what is truth for you? Like, what is truth for you that you can claim it? right? Feel it, like pound your chest and say, this is what true is true for me. That discovery is your medicine. And it doesn't have to be this like huge, like amazing philosophy. Like ours were like, go to the closet, sit still and do nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. say a prayer, say a Hail Mary. A lot of the time Jess yeah. says, have you eaten? Yeah. Have you fed yes. yourself today? Oh my God. Have you fed yourself a healthy meal? Yeah. Sometimes it's that simple. Yes. Like what have you fed your body today? Mm. Go drink a go drink some water. Yeah, go drink some water. <laughs> so yes, sometimes oh, it's just go wait. drink some damn water, people. Dilute the emotion. Mm -hmm. Get right. Yeah. But um I love this. I love you, Wes. I love, I love that we too. just did this for the second time. <laughs> 
I like two the time, second two time. time. I don't remember the first. <laughs> I don't remember the first time. The second yeah. time was better. It must yeah. have been meant to be. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you guys come back. You'll hear lots more of Jess and mm-hmm. all of her wisdoms and her beauty. Yeah. And ugh, can't wait. It's juicy. It's good. Yes. We don't know what's coming, but I already know it's going to be great. We love you. Thank you all. We'll see you next week, you guys. All right. Peace. Yay.